0: Alex, we're back Hello I I should probably turn my fan off That's probably annoying Uh, Alex, you know what I'm looking at right now?
1: 31 thoughts.
0: No, actually. I'm going to turn my camera. It's my dog just Your dog. sitting right in the way. How comfy does she look?
1: Very comfy.
0: Oh, what a good dog, Carrie. This little golden lap. <laughs> anyway, Alex, we're here back. Two-in-one podcast. It's a hockey podcast. Haven't said that in a while. There's not a lot to talk about when it comes to on the ice. It's more the drama to do off the ice and what has now become a global pandemic. <laughs> And the coronavirus
1: yep officially a pandemic this morning by the world health organization
0: what do they know <clears throat> i don't know stuff cheeky, cheeky cheeky but hey we're gonna talk about that a lot later it just it came from the sharks and then today everything has just gone wrong uh but i guess we'll start off the show with sending our congratulations to our good friend a technically a co-host, kind of not. Uh, Daniel, who officially got a summer internship at TSN. Yeah. Gonna give him a round of applause. Seriously, Daniel, if you're listening to today's episode, uh, you know, of course, in our in our little group chat, we already talked about him. But here, I want to say congratulations to him. And uh, like I, I never shut up about if there's if there are some certain things in your life, it's the death, it's taxes. Our mom's listening to the podcast. Daniel being late. And me talking about how he's going to be big because he's never here. And Nathan. Yeah. But yeah, seriously, congrats. Yeah. To
1: him. yeah, that's awesome.
0: I love him. Come on the show, though.
1: Yeah, soon he, soon.
0: he said Sunday was actually pretty good for him, right?
1: That's what he said, but we'll see. He's probably got something planned.
0: <laughs> probably going to go interview a, like a, a Nobel Peace Prize winner or something like that, huh? <laughs> Yeah. Alex, I want to give you some time to brag, because the Flyers, unfortunately, they lost their last game. Their nine-game win streak snapped. But anyway, talk to me about Alain Vigneault.
1: Do you know where they currently sit in the standings?
0: I believe, without looking, they are either tied for first or second in the Metro, right?
1: They are second in the Metro, one point behind Washington.
0: How many games played?
1: Both of them have 69 games played. Nice. This team, at the beginning of the year, we did our playoff predictions, right? And we had, I think I had them in a wild card spot. I definitely didn't have them in a divisional spot. Mm -hmm. And I said, Alain Vigneault is going to win the Jack Adams trophy if they make the playoffs. And what did they do?
0: They—they're they're probably they're, in the playoffs.
1: They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs. Can you name me other coaches who deserve the Jack Adams Award? John Tortorella. If they make the playoffs, maybe.
0: I'm looking around. I think of course you got to give some credit to Bruce Cassidy who of course the Bruins are already at 90. Yeah, but
1: you don't you don't you don't get a Jack Adams trophy for coaching a good team. We know that
0: I mean beside that I'm looking at the central teams of course they are where you expect they are Uh, the Predators don't deserve any sort of credit. Um, I would probably say, is it Dave Tippett in Edmonton, I think deserves a fair, a really, really good applause there, uh, and Travis Green if the Canucks make it. Those would be my three, probably Vino, Tippett, and Travis Green.
1: Yeah, but they ha- Edmonton has the two of the top five centermen in hockey right now.
0: Yes, but that's only, well, but, but, but at uh, the same time, that was an argument for how the hell are they this bad last year when they had 200 point players. Right. And I mean, the defensive game. That you know what?
1: You make a good point, but I still like Alain Vigneault better.
0: Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, I don't mean to take away from Alain Vigneault because I think I had the Flyers making it in the third divisional spot just because I thought the rest of the Metro would be complete garbage, and I, like a lot of other people, thought the Atlantic was going to be a juggernaut. Oh boy,
1: but um, how wrong we were! The-
0: oh, of course, and it's amazing at the same time what happens when you finally get a half decent goaltender.
1: Right. Imagine. Imagine. Just imagine having a good goaltender.
0: And as Aline Vigno has actually said in the past, show me... Oh sorry, if I have a better goaltender than you, I win. If you have a better goaltender than me, you win.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, who got fired this year? Okay. Babcock, Peters, uh, Jim Montgomery were fired for other reasons. Mm-hmm. Um. Gerard Black. Gallant?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Fair.
1: Because goaltending.
0: Yes, and because Pete DeBoer was
1: available. True. Who else I've, who else got fired?
0: Um um yeah, PV, Peter Laviolette, John Hines.
1: Goaltending.
0: Let's see if we, if we go, let's just go. To the the Blues didn't get fired. Bettner's still around. Yeah, as you say, Rick Bonus replaced Jim Montgomery, Laviolette got canned. Bruce Boudreaux we forgot about
1: I'm looking. Well, Bruce Boudreaux, I, I still don't understand why he was fired. But
0: yeah, that was. I don't understand that either. Beside that, yeah, we mentioned Babcock.
1: But that was other reasons.
0: Of course, uh, Trotz is still around. Who is? I always. If if I can go to every single team, I can name you every coach. Except is it is it David David Quinn in the in New York Rangers head
1: coach? Yeah, Dave Quinn.
0: Okay, yeah, never mind. So I think it's all those guys we mentioned, yeah. That
1: have been five. I'm just saying, I'm just saying.
0: No, yeah, I think Vino definitely deserves a finalist, in my opinion. I think I, I, I'm i going to take a side of Tippett here, but I feel like definitely the two people we are selecting in Vino and Tippett are going to be, or should be at least, two of the finalists.
1: For sure. Uh,
0: but I think we can both agree, though, Bruce Cassidy should probably win it, but at the same time, oh my God, you're actually a good coach of a good team. That doesn't count. Yeah,
1: but did John Cooper win it last year? I, well, I don't actually know. Did he? I don't believe so. So How if John Cooper couldn't win it last year and arguably had a better team, uh, would have a better record, <laughs> um, Bruce Cassidy I, does not win it.
0: No. Okay, so let me ask you this. Oh, yeah. Was it temp- Barry Trotz? It was. I was going to ask you who was a team last year that you thought was going to be bad and overachieved.
1: Barry Trotz.
0: Barry Trotz. By the way, the Islanders.
1: Not in a playoff spot.
0: Not in a playoff spot. Of course, they have games in hand over the Blue Jackets, but um, the you might
1: you might just be right on on the New York Islanders.
0: I think I yeah, but I I don't think I'm going to deserve the win. It feels like I don't know what's quite going on with the Islanders. But, I mean, they still have a chance. They they were very lucky to get a point last night against the Canucks. The Canucks also have been in a bit of a slide. Massive shootout winner last night. They have the games in hand over Columbus, but it's it's going to be tight. It's not as tight as the whole Pacific division in the West, but the wild card race in the East with those Metro teams, it's real. Yeah. It is yeah. real.
1: And Florida, just because why the hell not? Because they, added, because no one wants third in the Atlantic. No, no one wants third in the Atlantic. Uh,
0: speaking of the Atlantic division, Mikhail Sergachev in the game, Leafs-Tampa last night. I was watching a bit of the first period, and I see, it was, I believe it was Austin Matthews taking a one-timer. Mikhail Sergachev takes the puck, I believe it was right off the side of his head, like his ear?
1: Yeah, the yeah. side of his head.
0: This is what's really interesting, Alex. So I was at a, a, of course, I was at a Habs game. It was the Boston Bruins. Phil Deneau took his Adino Chara slap shot to his ear as well. Okay. He ends up getting a concussion. He was taken off the ice. I don't remember if it was a stretcher or not, but it was so bad that they actually ended the period a little earlier and let the guys go there. It was that brutal. So when yes. I saw Mikhail Sergachev take this shot last night, I just had flashbacks that Nelson Char was a much harder shot, but at the same time, Sergeyev was on the ice very quickly. You saw him smack the ice a few times, and he didn't even go into pro uh, concussion.
1: And, and you know what? That's not even the only thing that concerns me. Is fine. He did maybe he didn't get hit in the ear, but I look at what happened with uh, Brian Little. Yes. And he has not touched NHL ice since he got hit with a shot in the ear. No. He has not touched NHL ice. I don't know if you can see it, Alex, but
0: we're on Skype video. There's actually a bit of my right ear missing from when I was okay. a kid. I like I, I, Me and my brother were wrestling, and I fell off. And we were wrestling on the bed, so I fell off. I may have been five, six, or at the time. And I cut it off the side of a cabinet, right? That's only falling and cutting my ear. And that was... Like, the pain from that was immeasurable. Now, imagine Austin Matthews is taking a one-timer. And that shot hits you in the head.
1: Right. I, I saw someone on Twitter talking about... Well, you know, his head didn't snap back. Like, you know, like whiplash, kind of? Yes. So, they weren't that it didn't seem that concerning. But man, you just got hit. I get you're wearing a helmet and it's somewhat protective. But you just got how fast do you think that shot was going?
0: I would say between what at least ninety,
1: right? At least ninety. Right. Imagine getting hit in the head with a puck. Like we were talking last week. I showed you the picture or on Sunday, I showed you the picture of what the what that girl the the UFC fighter looked like after the fight and that's just getting punched with your fist
0: yes yeah I think we made the,
1: the, the observation that she looked like chewed up bubble gum after that fight imagine getting hit in the side of the head at 90 uh, kilometers an hour with a puck even with protective uh, protective helmet that hurts I'm cringing thinking about it I the fact that they didn't like what's the point of the concussion spotters being there
0: um apparently well, i i thought it was to test players who are probably going to have a concussion the like this
1: isn't, spot- yeah. problem, Th- this isn't the first problem though this isn't the first problem we've had with um Brad Marchand had a problem with it because they took him out 20 minutes later or they took him out after the intermission mm-hmm. this it, it's like Again, the things that the safety component of the NHL, whether it be the Department of Player Safety, whether it be the concussion spotters, whether it be the referees, are not on the same page. No. They're not on the same page as the way hockey is visibly moving. So... I don't care. Like, it's, it just seems ridiculous. Uh, okay, do you care about the player's safety or do you not care about the player's safety? Make a decision because if you don't care about the player's safety, I'll go watch something else, man. Like, I'm not, I'm not in it for watching players getting mauled with pucks, with getting head hits. I'm not in it for that at all. No. So it just seems ridiculous that no one's on the same page.
0: But at the same time, it's ridiculous, but it's not surprising.
1: No, it's not surprising. That's the worst part. That's probably the worst part about it. It's not bad. You know what? It's bad that they didn't take him out of the game, but it's even worse that when he didn't get taken out of the game, I wasn't even surprised. No, that's awful. Like you getting hit in the head.
0: I mean, going to uh, maybe some brighter news here, Uh, as I'm trying to get this exact table up here when it comes to coaches, Paul Maurice, who has just been around forever, and is still, if you really look at it, he's one of the more younger coaches in the league. How old is he? See, you remember how I'm... 53. 53 years old. Yeah, now, I mean, like Jeremy Carlton, I think is what 34, 36 but Paul Maurice Is still by a coach's standard He's not that old
1: No really not
0: And tonight he
1: got his years ahead
0: No it, and this is from Rick Ralph On Twitter Rick Ralph TSN NHL Jets Paul Maurice head coach will coach His 1600th NHL Game tonight when the team Plays at Edmonton The fifth coach to reach this mark, of course, Scotty Bowman is up there. Joe Quinvo, Barry Trotz, and, of course, Al Arbor. That is some good-ass company.
1: Man, that guy's been through it all. And you know what the worst part is? He's, up until a couple years ago, he's never had decent goalies. No. And I, I really don't want to turn it around and make it about the Leafs, but I'm going to do it anyways because I couldn't care less. <laughs> when he was in Toronto, do you know who he had to choose between?
0: Um, does one of their names begin with a T? Yes. So what, Toscala and whoever else was there? And
1: Andrew Raycroft.
0: <laughs>
1: you know how bad that is?
0: Considering the only thing of Veselovsky I really know are how bad he was, those classic like center ice goals and that, it's pretty tough. And how frustrating is it now that he has a great offense, a fantastic goaltender, but his best defenseman bailed on him?
1: Yeah, man, that absolutely sucks. But I think the I'm telling you, I think the Jets are going to make some moves this summer. You think? Uh I think so. I think they have a few moves up in their sleeves.
0: And by that you mean Patrick Laine for Carl Osner.
1: Absolutely not. Not even close.
0: It would be a brutal trade. Wouldn't
1: it? That would be the worst trade in NHL history.
0: You know what's a pretty brutal trade as well? Tell me. July eighteenth, twenty sixteen. The Ottawa Senators trade a certain forward and the 2018 second rounder to the Rangers in exchange with Derek Bersard and the 2018 seventh rounder. Now, this player last year had 74 points, 30 goals, and 82 games played. This year, in 56 games played, uh, he's now reached his total from last year, 74 points, again, in only 56 games played, and also scored his 40th goal. Mika
1: Zabana Chad. Mika Mika Zabinashad. A DJ. A DJ in Sweden.
0: I forgot he was a sixth overall pick. and He's finally reaching that potential. I mean, a lot of this, I think we do need to regret it to Mr. Artemi Panarin. But at the same time, 40 freaking goals, including that massive godlike five goal game the other day. My dear God. I mean,
1: you know what the best part is? He's 26 years old.
0: Oh, that's. I like that. I like that. The Rangers, man, they're not. They're uh, that rebuild, if you can call it that. That worked out well.
1: He is having a qu- quiet season.
0: Oh yeah, no one is talking about it, not at all. And if I can just, and he only makes. And he'll sorry, he'll make five point three million dollars for uh, two seasons after this.
1: Wow. It's funny because he's playing on a line with Panarin and I believe Pavel Buchnevich. And that line has, for them, seems to be working.
0: I'm looking at Pavel. Pavel Buchnevich, I can see, has a... This year, surprisingly enough, is his career year, 45 points.
1: Hey, when you're playing with two elite players... You're gonna put up career numbers.
0: Oh yeah. And would credit to Buznevich because like it takes a certain type of player. Because I, I, I mean we, we talk about Zach Cassian, twenty goals for McDavid. We talk about Zach Hyman, even though he's coming to his own. I mean
1: And Alex Chason.
0: Alex Chason won heater last year on um, with McDavid and that ends up scoring <clears throat> twenty goals. I mean, hey, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy for Powell Booz Because that's a guy Rangers fans have been really, really high on for a couple of years. And uh, that's like, going back to when... Um, back to from when Alain Vigneault was the coach there, they were screaming for that young man to get more ice time. And hey, Mr. Quinn has done just that. We're talking about a team that has a bright future, Alex. Let's talk to one that... They will probably have a bright one as well, but... For now, they are in the deepest, darkest place in NHL. Yeah, would
1: you, like, would you like to know my fact about the Detroit Red Wings?
0: Give me a fast fact, Jenna.
1: Fast fact. The, this was from last night. So last night, the Detroit Red Wings played the Carolina Hurricanes and lost 5-2. to two.
0: Big win for the Hurricanes.
1: With that loss... The Detroit Red Wings have secured last place in the NHL. What an accomplishment. With 11 games left, they have 39 points, so they can only top out at 61. Ottawa and LA both have 62.
0: So at least they have now guaranteed themselves the best percentage To get Alexis Lafreniere, Alexis, sorry. So that's something you can be happy about. Anthony Mantha sounds like he
1: wants to stay. So yeah, that's that's good. We really haven't heard much about that, right? I feel like it's kind of, it's such a it's such a Steve Eisenman thing. I feel like we haven't heard a single thing come out of Detroit this year. Mm -hmm. The only thing I've heard come out of Detroit was there was talks about uh, Andreas Athanasio being traded. And he was traded.
0: Exactly. Um. The now the part about Anthony Mantha wasn't thirty one thoughts, which Freeman was so selfish as to release about a few minutes before we could record that cheeky bastard. But oh my god, you ever just go on Twitter to see if there's anything going on, and you still you see people still complaining about the Raptors and how they shouldn't have won last year.
1: I am going to compare the Raptors to the Leafs today. Oh, and I don't think people are going to be too happy about that.
0: Is that going to come later on? When
1: <laughs> Yeah, you know, you, I'm not going to lie. I, so this morning I was kind of scrolling through YouTube looking at things um, things that I wanted to watch. And I, I ended up watching this 10-minute Tim and Sid video. And, you know, oh, it's a long video, so you'd expect uh, Sid to be yelling or complaining. But it wasn't. It was Tim. He was very passionate, and I feel like you don't see that a whole lot. So when you do see it, it's kind of special. Yeah. That's what I have to say.
0: You know what else is pretty special? What? I'm gonna just put a picture up, and I want you to—I want your thoughts. Now, what I'm showing Alex is, I believe that Zacharewski and Cam Atkinson, and they are yeah. wearing shirts that say "Torts 2020." I think there would not be anything more I want in life than John Tortorella to be the president of the United States. Could
1: you imagine the press conferences? Half the press conferences, he would be walking off the stage. What are you talking, talking about?
0: Guys, I don't care about oil prices and the economy. I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to get my star players to play, and I can't do it. God damn it, Brooksy, turn your phone off. <laughs> <laughs> like, the house speaker would be, like, have their house
1: Your hands full
0: here. of... <laughs> They'd be fantastic. Oh, God. <laughs> you love to see that they like torts, by the way. It's kind of like the whole Phil Castle fun guy thing.
1: Yeah, except, like, it's John Tortorella. Do you great- know... Can yes. Before we move on... Yes? Do you know what... I feel like we should do this once a week at least. Do you know what the Detroit Red Wings goal differential is? Don't look.
0: Um, 137.
1: Close. 122. Oh, that... And just in case you were thinking it was plus, it is most definitely negative 122. Yes. Just want to be clear,
0: I, I, Alex. Don't worry. I had no <laughs> um, second last thing of the Power Hour that I saw today, and I thought would be fun to mention. Brock Gronkowski, Gronk, former Patriots tight end.
1: That is correct.
0: Hey, I know football is apparently finalizing a deal to join the WWE. Now, of that was- course. I didn't know this. That apparently a few years ago they had something on WrestleMania where Gronk actually got in the ring and did stuff, which I was amazed to find
1: out. Yeah, but like they do that sometimes. Like they bring random people in depending on the city they're in, or if it's like a big event. Man,
0: I like you look at the WWE back, like it's hard to believe The Rock was a wrestler.
1: Cause Yeah. He's The Rock. Like that guy started out wrestling.
0: I think I think he did college football, then he was a wrestler, and then like he did like the Scorpion King, and then everything took off from there. But he was a wrestler first. I know, insane to think. And like you look at other athletes that have come out of there, like Brock, It's just it's weird to think you know you have like Brock Lesnar.
1: Well, I he. Was Did he start in WWE or did he start I, in he, UFC? He
0: was the same as The Rock. He was a failed football player. Football player. He barely, like, he. I think he got a camp of the Vikes and he didn't work out. Then he went to WWE and then
1: from to there, UFC. UFC and then back to WWE and then back to UFC and then back to WWE and back to UFC and back to WWE.
0: Does he have a, he's supposed to write John Jones eventually, isn't he? If only John, John Jones. Jones no. Not stay, stay suspended
1: or whatever. No. No, no, he's not fighting judge Jones. No, I was- he's, I don't think he's going back to W uh, UFC.
0: had the money. He's had That's-
1: way too many. He's no. He's had weights. It seems like there's so many issues. Got suspended. It just seems like, bro. We're uh, talking
0: about down, UFC man. lately.
1: Yeah, I know. It's because I started watching UFC. You know how like you you're on your Pokemon stage, right? So okay, we're eventually know. gonna get no. But think about it. we had the whole like month of Star Wars.
0: Yeah, which will be coming back. Don't which,
1: worry. Oh, good, good, good. Then the, you we started Pokemon. Now I'm taking over with the UFC, and then we're probably gonna go back to Pokemon or whatever. First of all,
0: it's Pokemon.
1: I don't care. It's, it's because- Pokemon.
0: It's because they've remade one of the old Mystery Dungeon games, which were classics when I was a child. I was talking to Will Christophilus about this, and Will Christophilus is a cool dude. So if he is a fan of Pokemon, then I'm all right to admit that I am still playing. Buddy, like, a lot of people still play
1: Pokemon. I'm, I, I've never said playing Pokemon was bad. You're it's making just, it out to seem like it's bad. I'm just telling just, you what the reality is here
0: It's it just like I'm bringing up like all right. Let's look at Star Wars wizards of laser swords There's That's, nothing
1: wrong with Star Wars
0: Fire dragon Pokemon and then Alex is like enough, the combat sports. <laughs> Sweaty men
1: That's not Okay, I wasn't saying that at all, but Alex Yeah,
0: read of the bye week
1: Okay this is from John Vogel, The Athletic. Uh-huh. Did you uh, did you know uh, Ralph Kruger was a member of the? Where is it? The wor- uh, World Economic Forum. No. Okay. Well, he is. So this is from John Vogel. As global markets sound alarms, Ralph Kruger forecast paradigm shift in society.
0: Okay. Is this Alex? Is it? Oh, oh, oh what? I what is? It? I don't know what that means.
1: What do you mean? You just, well, read it and you'll find out.
0: Oh, <laughs> thank you, Alex. Well, mine, <laughs> I'm a man who admits he's wrong. So mine from the Athletics. Uh, Thomas Drance How Tyler Toffoli has fit in seamlessly in Vancouver through his first ten games.
1: Oh. Yeah. Oh. I really hate
0: the Canucks so much.
1: You hate the Canucks, I don't like the Oilers.
0: Yeah. 10 points in 10 games, but hey, if they miss the playoffs, I'm going to be right. But what are we going to do about it? Of course, uh, we do not not have a quiz because we're over Skype today. You you know
1: Brock Besser is back, right? Is he? Yeah, he just got activated. Off the IR. I thought he was supposed to be out like another month. More. Well, I... Listen, it it says here he was activated. I'm not sure when he's gonna play, but continue. I'll find All out.
0: All right. Well, that's pretty awesome for them. Dang it, they got him back at the worst. Alright, so do we want to talk about the halves Leafs, or the coronavirus?
1: Uh coronavirus.
0: Alright. So Alex, as we mentioned earlier, the, the world you know, world science people or whatever.
1: The World so, Health Organization.
0: Yes, the people who think they know everything. Um, and the do do? Center
1: for Control, uh, Center for Disease. I don't. know yeah, May, the top of my may head.
0: I say, I, I do believe these people, and I believe in viruses and that. But I'm just, I'm trying to do what's right here. People. The Center like,
1: for, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention.
0: Dang it! Well, they're not doing a good job of preventing it, are they? <laughs> they're trying, and part of their trying is. So a little article here from CBC, the Californian quote, the California County where the San Jose Sharks home arena is located is prohibiting all large gatherings of more than 1000 people due to, due to raising rates of the coronavirus, the illness caused by the, Oh no, sorry. They give the official code, but uh, I'm not going to say it because that code is dumb. The ban will take effect at midnight Pacific time, that is, of course, today, and will remain in place for three weeks according to the County of Santa Clara Public Health Department. It will mostly likely affect the NHL games at the SAP Centre against the Montreal Canadiens, the Boston Bruins and, of course, the Arizona Coyotes. Side note, Alex, the Habs haven't won in San Jose since the year I was born, so this sucks because we want the Habs to lose. So yet Alexi's Lafreniere. Now there have been a multiple, there have been some options thrown around, but it looks like the course of action that will most likely happen is the Sharks will be the first team to play, or the first NHL team to start playing games in empty
1: arenas. Yeah, this isn't the um, first time. Around the world. Uh, I believe today in France uh, PSG is facing off in the Champions League against Dortmund and they are playing in an empty arena Uh, The the match between Arsenal and Manchester City that I believe was happening today Has been postponed all soccer in Italy has been postponed which is insane Yeah well, Italy's like pretty much in lockdown mode.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like it's restricted. For, like they say, you know what? The only time you need to leave your house is to go to work and to um and go for buy fam- toilet paper or family emergency. You want to know about toilet paper? So my mom went to two Costcos uh, Monday and couldn't find toilet paper.
0: See, if people just wash their hands normally, you don't have to be dickheads and go buy all the toilet paper. See, you know what I do on purpose, Alex? Whenever my family buys toilet paper, I take all of it, so they have to come get it for me. <laughs> it's just my little thing. Like, if I'm looking towards all my Hab stuff, and I just see, like, if, I don't know if you can see it, there's just a bunch of toilet paper.
1: Why? <laughs> just,
0: Why? it's It's just me being me. There's no real reason, but oh uh, some God. other stuff. The Dell, that's uh, one of the European leagues. The German league. German league. They're they're European, why not? Germany, okay, thank you. They've just canceled their playoffs, just period. Just not happening. Just not happening at all. It's that bad that they're just saying, you know, the championship that we're all fighting for, No, this is just too serious. This is not going to happen. Switzerland, this is also from 31 Thoughts, Elliot Freeman, friend of the show, liked my shoes, recognized you, Alex. Switzerland are making a decision on their league this Friday.
1: And Austria also canceled their season.
0: And Austria, Jesus Christ. Oh, I think I saw some Sven Androgetto was playing over there. Uh, of course, the governor—I think it was the governor of Ohio—also said that they're recommending it too. But the Blue Jackets came out this um, today and said, at least for right now, hey, we're gonna keep everything fine. You know, tickets are open, people. So they were concerned, but I don't think the coronavirus has the balls to mess with John Tortorella. <laughs>
1: like, I dare you. <laughs> Would you? <laughs> I don't. I don't know if that's how science works. But well, okay. I hey,
0: listen. If I'm a disease and I, I see John Tortorella in front of me, I'm thinking, nah, fam, not about that life. <laughs> like, okay. Side thing about that: you think Tortorella is happy about like everything being becoming a press conference and all the scrum? You think he's happy about that?
1: Because there's room. No, for him because to walk away? Well, the thing the thing for him is, I think he just doesn't want to ask want people asking. Stupid questions and they can still ask stupid questions in press conferences
0: But at least now he's not surrounded by
1: people at least now. He has more room sure to ha- Angrily leave leave can we talk about the press con? I know we brought it up last time but can we talk about the press conferences for a second? Oh, uh, why not? Okay, so last episode uh, on Sunday I guess it was it had just been announced maybe a couple days before that they're not going to do any more locker room scrums with the players and coaches.
0: Yeah, like all four and, big sports leagues have now said, yeah, no yeah. one's going to be in the locker rooms anymore.
1: And there's no more and um and there's just going to be press conferences, sorry. And I and I've just seen a lot of people complain about it. Yes. And I feel like people in the media are building a narrative that this is what's going to happen even after the disease is contained yet no one in any of the leagues have said this at all. Yeah. I don't know if you get the same feeling, but I feel like they're just building up a narrative that's, that hasn't even like no one said a single word about. I'm perfectly fine with them saying right now, there's no need to, you know what? Let's try to contain it as much as possible. Let's, you know what? You don't need to go right up to the players. That's perfectly fine now. It seems like it's spreading a lot. Um, so it needs to be contained. Do you need to stand right next to John Tortorello for the next month? Maybe not. No. But I and I understand it's very important to have the locker room access. I think it's important too. But I have an issue with them creating a narrative that hasn't even been talked about by teams, by leagues, by anybody. They've just built this narrative that this is what's gonna happen at, or or the team like it just seems like they're creating a fuss over something that hasn't been mentioned by anyone else other than them. That's just I- my opinion.
0: I think you're right there. You you are. Um, just two things I quickly saw before. Like, I, I'm not going to try and pull your weight here. Um, apparently, the Warriors, according from Mark remark, on Twitter, the Warriors League sources say will, um, yeah, will be directed to play host to the Nets on Thursday night at Chase Center in a game closed to fans. Also, yes. Jared Bettner, Nathan McKinnon, that one to two weeks, goddammit, my soul has
1: just been shattered. Yeah, the the Warriors were asked, asked to not play uh, to fans last night or two nights ago against the Clippers, mm-hmm. and they declined, but I guess kind of pushing towards that idea.
0: I wonder if it's the same thing with the Blue Jackets, that they're going to try and keep bringing people in, try and get that gate revenue for as long as possible. But then once it becomes a, once it becomes something like Thanos, inevitable, that was some, that was such a dated reference. I'm so sorry. But um
1: I just looked I'm off sorry. to a, I just I just looked off to a camera that's not there. I'm uh, watching I'm watching way too much of the office.
0: And like talking about revenue and that, Elliot Freeman says again on thirty one thoughts that cap concerns of all this has become a real issue. And I believe it was yesterday the league actually had a conference call. Talking about us and then work and you know, comparing it to the 1314 lockout negotiation with the, the PA about the cap and all that, it, it, it's a serious issue. Which Alex, it, it, it feels like a few days ago it, it felt like it was a possibility, but now it's becoming a very, very real concern. And I am, uh, I, I am scared, Alex. I really am.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's in it's tough it's tough and I think a lot of I think what NHL teams would prefer is if they took it on a day-to-day basis because that means okay we either bring play- people in or we don't but I think the most important thing is is I think they really need to contain this virus and if that means not having fans in for a certain period of time I think that's better than taking it on a day-to-day day-to-day basis
0: I would agree also uh, more and more teams around the league are grounding their scouts I think the Leafs were the the, uh, newest ones to do that
1: and the and the Canadians
0: and the Canadians really yes did I miss that okay that is a Uh, problem that is a big issue that I mean and with such an important draft coming for so many teams with already like you could get some good players in the later rounds this year. It's just becoming. Yeah. This but draft- don't you think?
1: M- yeah. But don't you think most it's, it's March 11th, right? Mm-hmm. Don't you think they've been, they've been scouting. They've probably been scouting most of these players before this year. Like how long have we been talking about? I feel like Alexis Lafreniere has been talked about for a couple of years at this point. Yes. So I, I understand, you know, that's, three months. The draft is in June, but most of your scouting has been done. I think you're
0: to right, use, but I, 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 you know, with them, they always want that final look, especially when it comes to playoff times and all that. But I mean, well, yes, most leagues are, aren't
1: having playoffs so
0: which is even, uh, I, it is a, I would say a legitimate. Yeah, you're right. A, a good organization should have everything they need ready by now. They really should. Right. Plus, but, how people are going to Italy to watch hockey?
1: Well, I don't think it's Italy. I think for them, it's like, okay, going to Russia or going to um, Sweden or whatever the European leagues, the big leagues that uh, players go to. Right? This virus is an issue everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Like, this morning, Coach- or maybe last night, Coachella... Um, Postponed They postponed Sorry, Coachella to October And then you were telling me before we started uh, They cancelled E3
0: Which is I'm sad about that I want a release date for Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga (laughs)
1: Honestly I might buy that game I'm not even going to lie
0: Every movie, all nine of them Did you
1: play the one with all six of them?
0: What, the original Um, saga? Man, yeah. damn right! I love okay, that. Game.
1: Good, 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 good.
0: Playing it a few weeks ago.
1: Just making sure.
0: Man, it's a fantastic series of games. Uh,
1: but before we move on from the coronavirus, I I want because we kind of moved on. I want to know what you think about the n- whole narrative that, or if you agree with me at all about the narrative that's being created.
0: With the uh, <laughs> well, the only people I see having an issue with it are yeah, reporters, and it's not even all of them. Like a guy, a beat reporter like Eric Angles doesn't have a problem with it. So why should they? Well, I think Andrew Berkshire had a really good tweet that this should push you to like try something different, and it should better you as a reporter, right?
1: Right. Yeah, like I was listening to Leafs uh, Leaf Hour Yes, Leafs Hour, Sorry, yesterday and they were talking about it. I've seen other people talk about it. Maybe in the smaller markets, I think I've seen people talk about it too. But it's like they're creating the – for me, it's like I haven't heard a single thing about them saying this is what we're going to do moving forward except from the people complaining about this might happen, which mm-hmm. no one has ever said.
0: Maybe it's because, of course, it's been noted that players absolutely hate those scrums. I, the one that always stands out to me is I think it was after the death of Patrick Kane's grandfather, and there was a there was a scrum with him after the game or before it, and he was in absolute tears. Right. Do we need that? No, we don't. No. So I, I, I it's really not necessary. Really is.
1: Oh, go ahead. They don't really do this in Europe. No, like I'm not sure about hockey, but I know for the most part, scrums like the way it is here don't really happen in soccer.
0: I don't know about you, but I actually really like the the look of a press conference, like like the the more formal one, like the playoff ones, where you have them on on like the, the long tables, all of them, and they, you know you got like Ryan O'Reilly there with the Colin Smythe. And like I I really like the look at look of it. I really do. Yeah. And again, no, I like uh, voice covered in sweat. I, un-
1: I I understand why it's important. And I I understand why doing the the locker room conference, the locker room scrums are important, right? Like I've read about it. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I don't have an issue with them taking that away for maybe let's say let's just say the rest of the season to be safe. I don't have a problem with that. I yeah. have a problem with them creating a narrative that they're going to do this moving forward.
0: Would you have an issue if they did though? If they just said from now on though. No. I think like a nice little if I was the league I would say something like Maybe from now on, you can only do scrums at practice. And Uh, then after pregame and all that kind of stuff, that's the only time. And then you make that formal press conference.
1: I don't want to say I would have a problem with it because I've never had to deal with a situation like that. Going in and do it right. Do they have a point as to why they should do it? For sure. That's why, to me, I don't know. I'm going based off of what I'm reading from the reporters who are in there, right? Like CJ's in there every day, mm-hmm. every ge- after every game, right? So I understand like you're pulling things out of these players, and uh, and yeah, I think it's important. But I don't know enough to say would I be upset. I- I'm not sure. Like I don't know what's the what's going to be the effect of it afterwards for the articles. If there's one
0: team that you think is going to... If, if it does say that from now on the total scrums are gone, I think there's going to be one organization or one member of an organization that is going to be one of the main reasons it happens, and that's going to be Lou Lamorello. You think so? Uh, if, if a guy like him or, let's say, a Don Sweeney, one of those more influential guys, if there's somebody who at the end of this are saying, we got a can this... I think that they will go to from now on. We're just going to get rid of the scrums. I think it just depends on, on on what the bigger guys say. By the way, a quick quote I just saw from Riley Smith, um, this former Panther about um, I'm possibly playing in this He said, what all of us were thinking, he said, quote, I played a few years in Florida, so I'm kind
1: <laughs> of." <you> to
0: it. <laughs> was it? Was it Barkov who at the was it the award show? Yes. He made fun of the fans. What did he say? Yeah. I'm gonna try and find it.
1: I I don't remember what he said, but it was it was quite funny.
0: Oh, he said like there are more Panthers fans here than there are at our games,
1: or something oh. like that. Oh my! Man, God,
0: I love Finns. They have the best sense of humor.
1: Yeah, they are quite interesting characters.
0: All right. Well, we got the Leafs. We got the Habs. Where are we going, Alex?
1: You can go first.
0: All right. Well, um, they're continuing to do what I want them to. And they're losing.
1: Which is what? Lose?
0: They're losing. Mm-hmm. They lost last night to the National Predators 4-2. to um, I want to say congratulations to Lucas demo. Who got his first career goal last night? The boy Lucas, and then was a a, down.
1: <laughs> I was gonna ask. I, I, I saw he scored a goal because I think you retweeted something, and yeah. then the the next thing I saw was him him being sent down.
0: I believe he was called up on an emergency basis to begin with. Um, I think it's due if Jonathan Drouin is back, who I didn't even realize was hurt again. But uh, what are you gonna do about it? Yeah. But no, I, I mean he's more needed in Laval than he is in Montreal, than he is in uh, with the big club. So, also congratulations to uh, Noah Yulson, who is also back tonight. Today he will be playing tonight uh, against the Belleville Sanders. That's a guy who has had some health issues regarding headaches and that. So it's really really nice to see that guy come back because before all these injury problems, he was playing on Montreal's
1: right side and he was looking good. Do you think he play if, if all things go well, do you think he plays uh, for the Canadians next year?
0: It's going to be a fight between him and uh, Caleb Flurry for that third spot on the right. Really or you,
1: tr- or you trade Jeff Petrie. Just or say. you
0: trade Jeff Petri. just saying, yeah. just saying, I mean, uh, God, I hate Mark Bergevin. I really do. When I think of Mark Bergevin, I imagine this picture that I'm showing you, Alex. It is a bulldog that I saw on Twitter. His name is Tonka and he is adorable.
1: Tonka. That's, that's, that's nice.
0: I love bulldogs. And also, uh, Charlie Lindgren may be hurt. He took a Kulak shot at practice and looked like oh. a phone. And uh, Brett Kulak can cheat the puck pretty hard. So... I mean, honestly, Alex, there's nothing else. Nothing else has changed in this team. Um, Thomas Tatar will apparently be out indefinitely, which is... Why? It just feels like you're getting kicked in the dick with this team. You
1: know what this team... It it reminds me of... And we were having this discussion before. I don't mean in skill-wise. I just mean, like, the conversations that we've had recently reminds me of... uh, pre-2016 for the Leafs. Whereas, like, man, they just were so bad. And, like, what else do you want me to say? Like, we could literally have a discussion every week on what Mark Bergevin can do. But, like, nothing changes because he's not going to do what we say. That was kind of here in Toronto. Like, man, like, we know what the end goal is. But the team is just so bleeping bad.
0: Yeah. It's the only, it's just at the point of the season where you just want it to end. Like, reporters, anytime they get to talk to him, it's all about the summer, the draft. And I, I just, it's it's just taxing to watch this team. And that's the last thing you want. Is just, you know, the season's over with. You know, it's just the Panthers and the Leafs by now. And and I like what is there more to say? I mean, we're it's now going to be the only good news that I can I can feel around this team now is um so Keandre Miller looks like he's going to be playing for the Hartford Wolfpack. That is of course the Rangers NHL team, and they of yes. course I I'll draft him the first round a few years ago, and the reason that's important is because Keandre Miller is one of Cole Caulfield's teammates at Wisconsin U, or is it Wisconsin? One of them anyway, and. That, I think, is a good thing because maybe that will push him to come to Laval. And I think if Alex Turcott decides to go to the Kings or Rochester. No, sir, not Rochester. Um, the Ontario Reign, I think?
1: Yes, yes, yes.
0: And maybe that will be. Because he should in no way, shape, or form play in the NHL. Maybe you give him, like, the last home game. Or do what they did with um, Primo and Lindgren. So not Primo and Lindgren. Lindgren and Ryan Paling. Just be yeah, like, hey, yeah. fans, and then you just let him just play all the seasoning in Laval. Maybe I'm saying that because I really want to see him in the last game of the season. But, uh, but I mean, the, again, we won't know probably. I think they say it was either the end of this week or next week. We're going to find out what's going on with Cole Caulfield. But
1: then he, we'll have something to talk about.
0: Yeah, because there is literally nothing else. And at the end of the day, I would prefer him in Laval than in college, especially if it's all his good teammates are leaving. Right. Just him and that's it on Wisconsin. Because again, they had Miller, Turcott, and Caulfield, and that team wasn't good enough to make it.
1: Yeah. So that says enough about doesn't that. Doesn't look good to it.
0: It does not. But beliefs, the um there's a there's a few things here, and all I see is as <laughs> you let's just get the nice thing out the way. Jeremy Bronco has been gone since February first for personal reasons. Uh, he is back with the Marlies though. Good news. Per three one thoughts, Ellie Freeman.
1: Yeah, I and I wonder I, I hate speculating about this. Like what was going on. Because I think he left February 1st and there was that was kind of just after the whole trade, like he wanted to be traded, and mm. he was gonna he was on the trade block came out. So I think everything is su- everyone sorry, everyone assumed it was about that. But now it's March, uh, March what, eleventh? <laughs> Today is March eleventh. So, you you think maybe there's there was more to it than just simply he wanted to be traded? Yes. But I'm happy he's back. Like you know, other than him being a trade chip, which I don't like cl- making players just trade tri- trade chips. Like he's a good pl- a- AHL player right now. Yes, he's, he's and, one of the best passers, probably in the American Hockey League. And if he's on any other team, most other teams, I think he gets a shot in the NHL. Like you're compete. The thing with the Leafs is, look at their right side. Is it's Marner, Nylander, Kapanen, and whoever the hell you are, Clifford, I guess now. And you can't really put Bracco on the fourth line because he. Who the hell is he going to pass it to? Frederick Gautier. Right? But- like it, it doesn't it doesn't work on the team. Like it's the same thing with Dennis Mulligan right now. Everyone's talking about Dennis Mulligan and you know you can't put him on the fourth line because he has he has like the hockey IQ somewhat there. But you're playing with Frederick Gauthier and Jason Spezza. And yes, Jason Spezza has done well this season, but this isn't Jason Spezza of ten years ago. No. So it's fr- I, I can see why it's frustrating for him because he doesn't have – he hasn't gotten the chance in the AHL. And I would have argued – I would have liked to see him up this year, right? Like you look at all the injuries, Janssen out, Makaev out, Marner was out for a time, Tavares was out for a time. May, that probably says something. I don't exactly know what that says. I wouldn't be surprised if he's moved in the summer – and he'll probably get more of a chance in this for his new team.
0: I tried to make like some sort of case. It was, it was not a good one of Joe Thornton working on the Leafs power play. But now that I'm being reminded of that Jeremy Bracco, a younger guy who was probably, if he was going like, to be put in any sort of situation, it would try and probably be on a power play quarterback type of situation. And yeah, if Jumbo wasn't going to make sense, it, of course he wasn't because they weren't even going to give Jeremy Baraka one. So it's quite silly. So I want, before we go into Tampa in that game, because I feel like that's going to be the little crown jewel of today's episode, I've been hearing a lot about Mikhail Abramov, and I don't know much about him. So please enlighten me.
1: He was drafted last year, fourth, fourth round pick, 115th overall. His stats last year, he plays for the Victoriaville Tigers. He played in Russia before that for CS, CSK Mos- Moscow uh, for their junior teams. Last year, he had uh, 62 games played, 16 goals, and 54 points. This year, he has, in 63 games played right now, 35 goals and 76 points.
0: Do you know who else played for the Victoriaville Tigers?
1: Uh, was it Jonathan Druin?
0: No, no, he played for the Mooseheads.
1: Ha- Halifax, yeah.
0: McKinnon and Nealers. No, Santiago McTaggart.
1: Oh my goodness, Sorry. the legend!
0: Santiago McTaggart. But no, Do, you, it kn- like, it's like a do you know?
1: Do you know who had the next leader in points on that team?
0: Um, for I don't know enough about Victoriaville. Uh, who? Uh, okay. Uh, Four, so
1: in, in sixty-two games, forty-one points.
0: Jesus. Victoriaville Tiger. Yeah. is he a name? Wow, so there is just nobody the uh, Jerome
1: Gravel. Is. Uh, that's his name. No, no, no. No idea.
0: No, not at all. Oh, and he I guess Abramov just signed because I see on the thing. Mikael Abramov Santon avec la Maple Leafs.
1: Yeah, that's why everyone's talking about him.
0: Okay, he looks so young. That's a yeah, Russian. he is young. They look twelve until they look forty. of <laughs> Russians, it's uh, nothing.
1: <laughs> he's eighteen, man.
0: Also, he That's why be... he
1: looks young. Man, he was—he's a two thousand and one baby.
0: Hey Abramov, Robertson. There are some people there in the system. By the way. Yeah. If Jeremy Baracco can do anything, he might... I know there's not a lot of games left and there are some points in between, but maybe that can help the Marlies on the late run. Uh, But, A, focusing... Forget about the Marlies and a possible playoff push. The Leafs are in a race right now to stay ahead of the Florida Panthers. And I think the least surprising thing happened last night that after... A Rough spell against bottom feeder teams the Toronto Maple Leafs came out and had a great showing against one of the best teams in the league pulled out two big points and Freddie can, was-
1: can I talk just clear things up?
0: It, on the notes on the doc. It's just Alex putting let me clear some things up about this team
1: so- I, I want to make it clear how much I love this team <laughs> I did, No, like no, no, no wait. I've talked about this before right like I've said it before Because I feel like I've just been Completely trashing The team Which is fair Hey Hey hey, hey Listen They 10,000% Deserve it They lost They lost to An emergency Backup goalie Who
0: <laughs> works at their school
1: For works uh, Works out of school But at the end Of the day Like they're still Like right Like okay Let me bring it back To Montreal For a second Mm-hmm. The Montreal Canadiens are awful right now, right? Yeah. But they're not playing well. But you still love the team. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Somehow, deep Somehow. down, you love the team.
0: Oh, I'm. Not, I'm not even deep down. Yeah, you know, I love this team with my life. I want nothing right. more than for them to succeed.
1: So hypothetical. I'm just throwing a hypothetical situation out here. I'm not saying this is going to happen and probably won't happen this year. But if the Leafs win the cup this year, hypothetical. There's no way I'm the guy jumping on the bandwagon.
0: No. Okay? No.
1: I just want to be clear.
0: Every now and then you're taking a sip out of your Leafs water bottle of your Austin Matthews jersey in the back and all this kind of stuff. And da-da-da-da-da.
1: I have... Listen, if you can tell me who Alexey Ponikarovsky is, I'd. you're a Leafs fan. Okay? Yeah. I have I have Alexey Ponikarovsky picture over here. So... I think I'm a Leafs fan now. I've given this team. This team is so frustrating. So frustrating.
0: I can't remember the last time you smiled talking about this team on this show. Oh, excuse my dog barking. Don't know what
1: he's doing. I don't even know the last time I smiled either about this team. You know. You know what the thing is is we went in, you know, October, what was it? October 4th was their first game, I think. I'm like, man, this team's going to be great. They just got Tyson Berry, Matthews, Nylander, and Marner are a year older. Marner's in here. He's not uh, holding out. We still have John Tavares. And then that. And then literally whatever that was for the first like mo- couple months. And then Sheldon Keefe comes in and is like, man, we got new energy in this. Music's playing. Lady Gaga, Justin Bieber's playing at practice. And, you know, they're doing skills instead of back skating them every day. I don't know, whatever the hell they do at practice. Um, I'm like, just new energy. And it just felt right. And then it's like, it's been the last, like, since All-Star break, it seems like this team has been so bloody inconsistent and i don't know if they're consistently inconsistent or inconsistently consistent
0: I, I, I can't hold i think i think the consistently inconsistent is 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 more if anything's the least identity it's consistently being an inconsistent
1: that's the issue
0: yeah, because I, 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 like, buddy, I, I put out last night's game, and when I think it was what they had, like, they were a cheating tip of, like 12 to 2, 10 nothing at one point. I was thinking, yeah, I'm not surprised. We all knew this was going to happen.
1: I put out a tweet after the California road trip, and it literally described the Leafs. Like, it's so fright- like. It's so frustrating to watch this team knowing what the potential of this team is. Only if they gave a crap all the time. That's the issue I have. Is that this team, and I feel like I say this every episode. I literally feel like I say this every episode. That the team doesn't always look like they care. It it doesn't look like it's all about the details. And... (laughs) What?
0: Okay, Anthony.
1: <laughs> so it's annoying to sit here and watch this team struggle when you know what they can do. I think it's it's difficult for me to come out and say that it's it it's it's the player, it's the management. Because sure, he hasn't made every single trade has not been the best. The Tyson Berry trade not necessarily worked out the best. I think the first couple of months that I think I can I think I can blame Mike Babcock like he was playing him in a shutdown pair with Jake Muzzin. Like mm-hmm. tell me how in what world that works. Not in this one. I think Sheldon Keefe has used him more sparingly and that he's put him in situ more situations to succeed than to fail, yet he still failed. I know the team can perform. Last year game f- uh, Game five against Boston. Probably the best game I've seen that group of players play ever. This year, literally against uh, Florida, the first two periods, spectacular. And then they crapped the bed in the third. Then then we left class. Then we left class. The team puts up, it's like sometimes they play, sometimes they don't. Uh, and it's it's just really frustrating to sit here and talk about it. And I'm going to bring it back to the Raptors like I said I was going to earlier. You know what the Raptors are doing that works? They fight every single game. They look for the win every single game. No matter what, they won the NBA championship last year with Kawhi Leonard, Kyle Lowry, and Pascal Siakam. Marcus, I can list all the players if you want me to, but I'm not. They lost arguably a top three player in the league in Kawhi Leonard, mm-hmm. and what is their record right now? Forty six and eighteen. I'm waiting for you to tell me the overtime loss. They don't have overtime losses because they're not stupid. They're 46-18. and When they lost Kawhi, I was watching... Well, they had ESPN. They were showing whatever, the shows on TSN, the Canadian equivalent. They were showing predictions. And the Raptors weren't even making the playoffs. Which is uh yeah, yeah, if this team had the same mentality as the Raptors in that every game you need to sh- you need to give a crap, you're telling me this team would look the same, the thing with this team is they've showed they've showed fans that you know what this is what we look like when we give a crap, mm-hmm. And then they turn off the switch when they get comfortable. That's that's, the issue. They turn off the switch when they get comfortable. Before going into uh, California, they were comfortable. I believe they are five points ahead of Florida. They turned off the switch. They played against two of the worst goalies in the NHL this year. Sure, they had sub. They had good. Perf- sorry, they had good performances against the Leafs. And but you, <coughs> sorry, you can't sit here and tell me that that is a good enough excuse. You have John Tavares. You have William Nylander. You have Mitch Marner, and you have Austin Matthews. And you scored two goals against uh, Anaheim and L.A., and you score two goals against San Jose, that's not good enough. It's just simply not good enough. If this, I'm telling you right now, the team, if they just fought, not physically, like pushed for the win every single game, It would be devastating. Like it, it would amaze me. And it's like night after night. I don't know what to expect. They play Nashville tomorrow night, and they play Boston Saturday. I honestly can tell you right now, I have no idea what to expect. If they if they crap the bed, I'm not surprised. If they play well, I'm not surprised because this team has been so inconsistent for so long like the thing is it's not just been an issue this year right like we've had this discussion last year we've had this after the first playoff series against Washington this has been an issue and i and it's just extremely frustrating like i i and I hate moving the goalposts and I'm not going to move the goalposts because I saw so many people move the goalposts for this team. I believe it was against LA when they had a good defensive per- performance. Man, Mitch Marner makes almost 11 million dollars. Austin Matthews makes 11 just over 11 and a half. John Tavares makes 11 million dollars. Great. What are half of them paid to do? Offense. Why is Austin Matthews paid $11.5 million to score goals? Why is Mitch Marner paid eleven uh, dollars 89 whatever million dollars? Make sick feeds. Sick I don't, they can have, you can't, you have, when you're paid that much, you have to do both. It can't be one or the other. It can't be one or the other. And if that's the case, you're moving the goalposts. Like, you can't – it's just not – you can't have it both ways. You can't say, oh, they had a good – they had a good defense defensive performance. But, you know, they didn't have a good offensive performance. But, you know, they really worked on their defense. That's not allowed. You have to have a good defensive performance. You have to have a good offensive performance. You're paid millions of dollars each year and you can't just throw the throw a performance like that whenever the hell you feel like it. That's my issue with this team is that okay, there's sorry, there's more than one issue with this team. It was the goaltending. The goaltending is getting better. The defense, I think the defense, like the actual defensemen, have been struggling simply because half of like Riley and Muzzin, who are essentially the backbones of your defense, have been out. Riley got back. Riley looked great last night. But that defense is going to be restructured in the summer. Now, your offense, your bottom six aren't performing anymore. That's kind of an issue. Like, you know, Alex Kerfoot looks invisible half the games. Kasper Kapanen kind of works on your third line when he wants to play like a big boy. So there's th- that. That's the main issues. But the underlying issue of this team. As I'm just going to wrap this up. The underlying issue of this team is that I don't think they're just mature, and and, and I don't mean that in like the way that people normally talk about mature. I'm talking about when you're playing an NHL <laughs> game, you can't take nights off. When was the last time you heard Patrice Bergeron took a night off? That, that does not compute. That's when was, when was the last time Steven Stamkos took a night off? That does not compute. Uh, right. When he, was- <laughs> when he was injured. The best teams in this league, they're star players. Do not take rarely take nights off. Rarely. Maybe a couple times a year. I understand that players have off nights. Every every single person has off nights. I are like not every episode of the podcast is perfect. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> right? Sometimes we're a little bit of a mess. Um, no. But For- <laughs> but consistently being inconsistent when you're paid that amount of money not okay that's it that's that's the that's the issue that's the tweet that's the biggest issue
0: well Alex that's perfect timing because i think my family just got home because my dog is now sitting at the no she just jumped off the bed uh, anything else to say no Uh, Twitter looks fine Uh, didn't see it apparently the coronavirus conference got cancelled because of the coronavirus good job that's
1: that's smart
0: but anyway um what do we Alex how about let's figure out the name of the podcast to end the podcast
1: I don't that never goes well
0: how about cancelled okay it's getting cancelled there you go well ladies and gentlemen if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, you should, if, wherever you're listening to it, if you can like, some sort of share, follow, subscribe, you should do that. Go check out the show's Instagram and YouTube page, as well as myself and Alex's social medias. And Daniel's, go and tweet them. Uh, congratulations for getting the summer internship at TSN. What does TSN stand for, Alex? Pop quiz.
1: The Sports Network. No, what Alex? You don't even know.
0: I don't, actually.
1: Oh, my. You want to throw a pop quiz my way. You thought I was going to be wrong.
0: It's a simple yet effective name. I know. What does Sportsnet stand for? Sportsnet.
1: Sportsnet.
0: The home of hockey. All right, ladies and gentlemen. We will see you next time.